Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, happy to be here with you. I want to talk today about five benefits of living a blameless life. You know, we've done podcasts on uh, how to break free from sin and overcoming sin. And so I want to talk about the five, five of the benefits of living a blameless life where you're not practicing making a habit of sin. You're not living a constant life of sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting. That's not, you know, you kind of almost get this picture that that's how it goes. I just, I remember a time in my life where it seems like the only time I prayed was when I was asking the Lord to forgive me. But that's that's a battle that you overcome. So um, let's get into this, the fi- five uh, benefits of living a clean life or living a blameless life. And I want to start with uh, number one is uh, it's the first major battle that you win. The benefit of overcoming sin and uh, living a clean life is is the victory over the flesh. The flesh is the first major, defe- defeating the flesh is the first major battle as a believer that you win. So I want to read 1 John 2.14. And it says here, um, actually, let me read verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. You know, this is right in line with what we talked about on how to overcome sin, is putting the word of God in your heart. The Bible says in Psalm 119, your word have I hidden my heart that I may not sin against you. But you see here, it says little ones, and talks about being forgiven and knowing the Father. But then it says young men. And so this is the stage of maturing. Uh, is maturing is, is and the, the demarcation line is you, the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. You know, there are people who get born again, but their whole born again life is still just in the um, little children phase where they never progress past little children and they live lives of just sinning and repenting and sitting and repenting and and they never get free. They never break free from addiction. They just live in that place and they're not maturing as Christians. They can be reading the word. They can be hearing more things they've never heard, but they've never matured to this place of being young men where it says the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So the, the first thing is that you win your first major battle and it feels good. It feels good to, 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 to see what the devil brings to you and just kick his butt where things that used to be a temptation aren't a temptation anymore, where you, th- there's things that used to, uh, used to, the devil used to be able to lure you in and throw you around where he can't anymore because you just walk free from those things. And that's why things like fleeing fornication, where you don't take things lightly. You can go back and listen to the the um, the podcast we've done on, on defeating sin. But the benefit is winning your first major victory. It feels good. And it's as you level up in the eyes of the word. And so you, you go from little children to young men. And um, I mean, that'd be a podcast by itself on the, the different levels. But Number two, you ready? Number two is you become, uh, number two is you gain confidence in fellowship with the Lord. You know, two and three are going to go hand in hand, but confidence in fellowship. And then number three is boldness in faith. The thing that sin does is sin removes your spiritual strength. And so where people come and they want to, you know, get into the presence of the Lord, the devil's going to try and bring condemnation. 
Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. But if you live a life of sin, repent, sin, repent, back and forth, you, you know, just struggling and not overcoming, not, not pressing through and overcoming, you're going to live a life that, that when you go to get in the presence of the Lord, you go to worship, that the devil's going to have something to throw at you every time. You know, but when you go to get in the presence of the Lord, I remember Pastor Eric telling the story about how he was in Africa and he was the, it was his first major crusades with Pastor Rodney and Pastor Rodney instructed him to cast this demon out of this person. He went to cast the demon out and the demon started like, re, had a word of knowledge about Pastor Eric and started bringing up stuff from the past, you know, his former life. You did this, this is what you did, this is what you did, this is what you did. But, but it was stuff that was... 10, 15 years before, before he was even saved. There was no, there was nothing current. You know, if, if he had been living in sin and there had been lust problems in his life, it could have been like, well, last night you were doing this, this, and this, you know, <laughs> imagine that you go to cast out a devil and then it just throws that in your face. Hey, I saw what you were looking at yesterday, you know, crazy. So, but, but it had nothing current because, because he had defeated sin and he'd been walking an upright and, and got and godly life, a blameless life. And so you, there's a boldness in faith. You know, uh, you go to try to believe the Lord for some financial breakthrough. And then every time you go to pray about it, you're like, um, the devil's throwing yesterday, you did this, you know, throwing that in you. That goes away. And it gives you a confidence, first of all, in fellowship, that when you come to worship the Lord, that you don't feel like unworthy. People, oh, uh, you know, people write these songs of feeling unworthy because they live in sin, not across the board, but for many people, they just have these things in their life that they've never... Um, that they've never dealt with. And because they've never dealt with it, every time, you know, they go to worship, they go to do these things, there's just, they can't have confidence. And so I'm going to read another scripture here to you. Most of this is going to be from uh, the book of First John. And it says, if we say, First John 1, 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. And then it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the life, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And then it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now that doesn't mean that we're always going to have sin. But there is a point, you know, you get, there's people who deny sin altogether. There's people in the world who deny sin. Sin. Oh no, sin's a made up thing. And so that says you make God a liar. And then it says, uh, uh, 1 John 3, verse 21. It says, Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. And so when you can come and know I've been living a clean life, I've been obeying the word of God. When you read the scriptures and, and there's something that the Bible says, if you obey and serve him, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. As a child of God and as the righteousness of God, I qualify for that. But if, but if there's a habit of sin, if there's things in your life that are undealt with, the devil's always going to try and throw that back and it's going to be a hurdle. It's going to make faith more difficult. And so when you can come and there's confidence, there's boldness, and it's not on our merit, it's all by the grace of God. We understand that. But have, being able to come and be a clean vessel and be someone who's, hey, I've, I've pushed aside the things of the world. I've pushed aside the things of the flesh. I've overcome the flesh. It gives you a new confidence. And in fellowship with, with God, and it gives you a new boldness in your faith because the condemnation is gone. Condemnation is one of the biggest things we have to fight against. Condemnation is something you have to fight against even if you're not practicing sin. 
condemnation tries to come. You don't want to have to add on, oh, living, you know, habitually doing the same sins again and again. You don't want to have to deal with that. You have to deal with, you have to put aside condemnation anyway. You have to fight against it either anyway. So don't, don't give the devil something else to use. And then number, um, I'm going to read number four, uh, Ecclesiastes 10.8. Number four is there's no open doors for the enemy. You know, sin is an open door. There's people, you know, for me, when I was a teenager, I opened the door and because of an open door of sin, depression was able to try and come. Thoughts of suicide were able to try and come. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 8 is a very key scripture to understand. And it says, he that digs a pit shall fall into it and whoso breaks a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. So what happens is when you get born again, there's a perfect hedge of protection around you. God puts a hedge of protection around you, and and that's meant to keep you. It's like the Israelites, there was the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. There was there was wild beasts in the in the there's wild beasts in the wilderness. You know, at nighttime in the in the wilderness would be a time you wouldn't want to be out there because there's beasts looking for food. But as long as they were under the pillar of fire. Nothing touched them. And that's how it is. You're in a hedge of protection. There's a hedge around you. In him, we live and move and have our being. That's great news. But then people can through, through. Now, it's not just like, hey, I was going through my day and I told one lie and now a demon can come in. It's not like that. But when you make a practice of sin, when you make a habit of sin, because for most people, sin is not just like, okay, one day I told a lie and then the next day I did this. It's, it's patterns of sin. Most people aren't dealing with 25 different types of sins that they're struggling with. It's usually one or two things. It's patterns, right? And they're usually overcoming. A lot of times for young men, it's, it's lust. It's dealing with lust. It's not, not understanding how to manage that and how to, and how to flee fornication and, and serve the Lord, right? It's, your whole life shouldn't be, I'm trying not to fall into lust. It's you you got to start going after the things of God. There's got to be something else you plug into, right? So there's patterns, but when you're living, uh, when you're living a clean life, a blameless life, there's no open doors. I mean, you you can still open the door through fear. You know, if you allow fear, if you speak the wrong thing, there's other ways to open the door. Job in the book in the book of Job, he said, "That which I have greatly feared has come upon me." So for Job, the Bible says he lived a blameless life, but then he opened the door through fear. So there are other open doors. I, this is supposed to be encouraging. I hope I'm not. I'm. I'm. We're, I'm here to help you. <laughs> but people have opened the door. You know, when I talk to people and they're dealing with stuff, and I say, "Well, what led up to that?" And usually, I can see there's people who've got cancer in their body, and it's usually there's things they there's things that they keep inside their heart. There's unforgiveness. There's bitterness. There's things that they allowed in that if that if they did things the right way and they didn't and they obeyed the Bible, there would have been no access point for those things. There's uh, Pastor Rodney said this yesterday. He came into the healing school and he said, um, "There's people who keep things in their heart, and it becomes like a cancer, and it actually turns into cancer." And so that, that's what the Lord comes to set people free from. But sin, allowing sin in your life, is an open door. It's it's cutting back the hedge of protection that God has put around you. It's like it's like all the th- there's a there's killer wasps outside or, or attack wasps outside, and you're inside, and the door's closed. Sin makes it that you're you're cracking open a window. So shut the door to the devil. All right. And then the last one is um, you become uh, the number five. You become follow worthy, or God won't promote you without this. You know God isn't looking to promote people because people people f- 
you want to be able to, like Paul, say, follow me as I follow Christ. People will do what their leaders will follow the example of their leaders. You know, if I was if I was living in sin, and then you guys are listening to my podcast, first of all, there would be no uh, there would be no fire on the podcast because the fire will burn that stuff out of you, right? But you have a um, you have uh, the you make yourself promotable when you live a clean life because God. It's one of the ma- the biggest things. God's looking for people that He can say, "Hey, follow this one because He's doing it the right way." I remember hearing a, a story about. I think it was Bishop Adaboye or Oyedepo, and they were having a pastor's meeting, and they sat down. It was you know someone over there in Africa, and they're having a pastor's meeting with a bunch of leaders, and they went around and they said, "Okay, what's the what's the goal to life?" And people were saying, um, "Oh, you know, it's to win souls, it's to advance the kingdom of God, it's build the kingdom of God." And they say, "No, what's the goal of life?" And they go around, and then it came to Bishop Oyedepo or Adaboye, whoever was telling the story. I could be wrong on the names. Um, and he said, the goal in life is to make heaven. And that's really the goal in life is to make heaven. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his own soul? Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. Rejoice that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Obviously, it's not just about, I just got saved and I don't do anything else. But what what a loss, you know, if there's people who's, who serve the Lord and they're in the ministry and then towards the end of their life, because of an unchecked sin, deceit comes in. Uh, sin deceives you. Sin hardens your heart. And then people turn away from the Lord. I mean, imagine serving the Lord for 60 years and then at 65 because of an unchecked sin that blows up. And then you're not even serving the Lord. So God is looking to promote people who've overcome the flesh. And so I want to tell you, I believe in you. I believe that you can. I believe that if you take the principles and you hide the word of God in your heart and you press through in prayer, you know, you don't take stuff, don't take sin lightly, press through to live a blameless life. There's many benefits to living a clean life before God. It's, it's glorious because you can enter the presence of God easily, no, no, not having to repent on a daily basis, not having to feel condemnation, overcome all those feelings, be able to live a clean life before God. Young men, the word abides in you and you are strong and you have overcome the wicked one. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.